Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 271st episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Coming to you from across the pond, Sandy. Uh, for how long? Uh, probably less time than we had initially planned. Um, I'm still uncertain on that end, but, you know, still here for how, now. How's the uh, corona situation over there? Honestly, I feel like the corona situation is better than it is in the U.S., the main reason that we were thinking about coming back home early is because it doesn't seem to be getting any better anywhere, and uh, it would be, be in our best interest to do our travel earlier than later, so that that way it's less likely that we come in contact with people who do have it. Um, one of the biggest concerns, as you know, we live with Lena's mom, and we don't want to, you know, get sick in that commute. And, and pass it on to her when we get home. Um, from what I've from what I've read and heard, it's not any more like. Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't want Gordon to get sick. However, um, his it's not like uh, so. Like the death rate, the mortality rate for older folks is a lot greater than it is for younger folks like us, right? But uh, I don't think there's any significant difference between younger folks and you know um, healthy adults. So the biggest concern would be those who are much older. And so we definitely want to make sure that we prevent ourselves or, or prevent, yeah, we want to make sure that we prevent any any spreading to anybody that we know, especially the people who are older. Uh, not, not anyone that we know, anybody at all. And so the number of cases in the UK is still, I, I can't remember what the number is. I think last night I saw it was at 500 something. In the U.S., I know it's over a thousand. Granted, that the U.S. has a greater population than the U.K. here. Um, I just think that it would be it would be for the best to get out, especially since as we're here, the whole point for us being here is everyone meeting Gordon, and I don't want to really meet people at this point, or him meeting anybody. You know, mm-hmm. um, there are like tomorrow, for example, we were supposed to go to church. I think we're gonna pass on that. You know, they're going to be well over 100 people there, assuming that everybody goes. At this point, they've already they've already put into effect where um, bans on gatherings larger than 500 people. That doesn't that do, that doesn't um, cancel church then. Um, so, but even so, there are you know over 100 people, close to 100 people that would be going there on any given Sunday, and I'm afraid that if Gordon were to be around, because you know this is what one of the things Lane's dad's been looking forward to is introducing him to the people at church. He's been talking about Gordon for the last eight months, longer, you know, since she was pregnant. And so I know that he would have wanted Gordon to be there and see the people there, be introduced. Uh, but I just don't think it's wise. I know that people are going to try to hold him. They want to. They're going to want to kiss him. They're going to want to touch him. And we're not going to be able to prevent people from touching him without washing their hands. We're not going to know where these people, have, you know, have been, who they've come in contact with, if they're sick with coronavirus or anything else. So, you know, we're just, we're definitely a bit scared on that regard. And so I just think that it's, you know, again, like I was, I was making this uh, kind of a gambling analogy last night 
you know, at, at some point, if you're playing Texas Hold'em, you might want to stay in as long as you can just to see what, you know, what the, uh, what the cards are going to be, see if you have a decent hand. And at a certain point, you know, you don't have a decent hand. you got to fold. you got to cut your losses. Yeah, you may have placed a few bets to get to this point, but at some point you got to cut your losses. And I feel like we've gotten to the point where we got to cut our losses. We've met some people. Gordon's been able to meet some people, which was nice. But it's nowhere near everybody, not nowhere near everyone that wanted to meet him. But I just don't want to to risk him getting anything, risk us getting anything. Because if any of us got anything, like, you know, if we're if any of us are feeling off, we're not gonna be able to get on that plane. You know? Mm-hmm. So uh so yeah, that's the situation right now. Overall, uh, you know, we we all feel pretty healthy. Don't feel remotely sick haven't really come in contact with anybody who seemed sick the the number of cases in uh where we are in sutton coldfield um are i don't even know if there are any here in this city yet in this town there might be a couple there are definitely a few cases back home in delaware um as well as in uh, chester county delaware county pennsylvania so there are cases there so i feel like if we were to go back in our immediate community there are actually going to be greater cases there but there's a level of comfort that I would feel being at home in that we can assure that, you know, we're going to be able to stay at home, um, you know, kind of lock things down and do what we got to do, you know, in our small tight circle of the four of us that live at home. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, all, you I can do is, all you can do is protect the people that you know. Yeah. Yeah. Get to the grocery store, get what we need. Um you know, but otherwise, no real reason to leave the house outside of that. Um, you know, we'll set up little fun menus of foods to eat, but it seems like, you know, we're going to kind of have to be in this for the long haul. At this point, I've been told to work from home for, they didn't really give a, a timeline for how long that's going to be. Speaking of which, it reminds me, I got to sign a little form because they're telling everybody who's going to, who can work from home to work from home. And um, so we all have to like sign some form to about whatever it is. So I got to make sure I do that before the end of the day, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely concerning. I think I think from like so it for you it's been it's been pretty real for a while, right? Like you've been taking this very seriously for quite some time. And I was telling you yesterday how I kind of made the mistake thinking that plenty of people in New York City are taking it seriously because I talk to you all the time, so I know that you take it seriously. So I'm like, oh, everybody else is there. Everybody else there is taking it seriously, but that's not necessarily true. How long has this been on your radar? It's been on my radar since December. Okay, so when you know when it was still in China, but mm-hmm. it, you know, as these things go, it seems inevitable that it's going to cross borders and and hit us eventually, right? Yeah, I think because my family lives in China, I've been more in tune to everything for much longer. Okay. Um, I mean, things have been moving really quickly here. Um. Let's see. Here, here being the U.S.? Like, in the U.S. Or, or, uh, okay, U.S. and specifically you. New York City. So okay. yesterday, uh, Trump um, declared a federal like national emergency. Right. Um, de Blasio called a city emergency. And what we've already started doing is massive school cancellations. All the yep. colleges have moved online. Um, we have positive cases in the city. Um, there was a positive case in the school across the street from my apartment. Oh, wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that um, like a high school or what? No, it's a college. It's a college. Okay. Yeah. 
um, uh, just now or just uh, just last night, uh, the with the national emer- city emergency, the mayor basically instituted forced social uh, distancing at restaurants and bars. So restaurants and bars have to operate at fifty percent capacity. Oh, that's good. They I mean, they haven't closed them yet. Yeah, I'm surprised um, by that, but uh, or nah, I don't know, somewhat well, surprised by it. Yeah, but I mean, if they if they did that, that'd be a death sentence for like so many small businesses. Exactly, exactly. That's what um, I, that's what I keep thinking about. I mean, I keep hearing about some of these big companies, but I'm like these small companies, like they don't have they don't have the 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 capacity to withstand days of no service or even weeks or months of no of no service, and we're seeing airlines and how badly it's affecting them some huge airlines british airways for example but yeah the uh what's interesting is you're right not a lot of people are taking this seriously um i was at a i was at a dinner recently with some friends and uh, frankly i was i was made to feel like i was falling for the what they called fear-mongering and I, i basically told them listen you know this is this is the great equalizer. Like there, there's nothing special about any of us when it comes to an infectious disease. You can be the healthiest guy in the world, but you're still going to contract diseases. It's just like just because we run a lot doesn't mean that our bodies are immune to disease. Yep. And I told them, listen, I love each and every one of you around this table, but I don't give a fuck about you, or I don't think about you when I'm planning shit with Carolyn. Right. We we go to the we went to the grocery store early and even not as early as some of my other friends. I mean Earl's been Earl's been shout out to Earl. Earl's been stocked up for a while now. We're talking <laughs> Pedialyte, Gatorade, dry foods. Like yeah. Earl always takes these things really seriously. Which is and that's what I keep thinking. Like if you take something seriously early, what is the downside to it? You have a couple of extra boxes of pasta. Exactly, which you're going to use. Right. What's the, and, and what's the, the the best case scenario is the one that we all want is that somehow we find a vaccine in the next two weeks and this all blows over. Right. That's what we would want. But that's not how science works. It's not like you can just unlock funding and be like, oh, Reza, here's $50 billion. That should be enough to get us a vaccine by tomorrow, right? Like, that, that's not how this shit works. Right. And so I told them, when I go to the grocery store with Carolyn to buy the food that we need, I don't want to think about you guys. I don't think about how I'm going to feed eight additional people. And you guys are grown. You're 30 years old. Do what you want to do. You guys have your wives, your fiancés. Do what you feel is best. But I'm not here to convince you otherwise. And then over the course of dinner, people are like, are, did we misread this? And then the very next day, like things got serious. National right. emergencies were called. People were like, it's honestly, I mean, what's crazy to say is, I think it only hit a lot of my friends because sports was getting canceled. I was about to say, is that where it hit for, for, for some people? Because I'm aware from the podcast that I listen to and such, that is when it became super real for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's when it started dominating the news cycles. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you think open about up this Reddit way. and like 90% of my front page is about coronavirus. Think about it this way. You have people who run multi-billion dollar conglomerates and corporations. If they feel like it's necessary to shut down the product, their only product that makes them money, like, this is this is way beyond fear-mongering. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it's an infectious disease that is thirty to forty times more uh, contagious than the regular flu. And people are like, well, it's you're just going to experience flu-like symptoms. But these are the same people that will tell you the flu kills four hundred thousand people a year. So it's like, it's a it's a serious or is it exactly. not serious? Right. Right. Like you, you don't get the you can't you don't get to play both sides of this. And you know, when the NBA got canceled, NHL, people were like, oh my God, like, what, what are we doing? People got really upset that March Madness was canceled. Yep. And it's like, you guys gotta, you guys gotta get out of, get out of your, your own head for a second and realize it's not about you. Like the level of, and this is something that I think is somewhat different about people who grew up in America and people who grew up in other countries. It's just like, in other cultures, there is a stronger thought of the community than there is here. Here, it's it's me, me, me. And if it affects me, then it's serious. But if it doesn't affect me, if I can't see the effects of it, then it's not serious and we shouldn't worry about it. That, love, that lack of empathy, I think, is really dangerous because the second, hypothetically, the second you get it, you're going to be like, guys, we should be taking this way more seriously. This is real. But this has been real for th- hundreds of thousands of people. Right, right. You could argue hundreds of millions of people. And there's nothing special about being an American at this time, unfortunately. That's like, oh, you're an American? The coronavirus? Like, no, nah, we're going to skip this house. That's just not how it works. Yeah. And it's like, you have people, you know, I was listening to that uh, Bill Simmons podcast with Malcolm Gladwell. And he's like, yeah, I was listening these to scientists today when I was running right? The scientists are saying at the UCSF conference. Yeah. What was the percentage of Americans they expect to get infected? If if there's no vaccine and, and without certain preventative measures, it could be fifty to seventy percent of Americans that would get it. Now, again, that's that is without like certain preventative measures, right. without any vaccine being found. Right. And um, you could have and you could have preventative measures, but people have to enforce it themselves. Yeah. Right. I've got you know, I've got people here that. Like last night, this guy in the, in the group was debating whether or not he should go on public transportation to go to a birthday party, even though he felt a little under the weather. And he's like, well, there's going to be grandparents there. And I was like, "You, are you serious right now? And he goes, well, maybe it's just a small sore throat. And I go, you're going to put, it's like, you're trying to balance fear mongering and overreactions with what we know. And it's like, if it's going to have a mortality rate of 20% in older at-risk populations, why would we put them in additional risk? Why would we up that risk number for them? Not to mention, even if it isn't coronavirus, I mean, would you want to give whatever they, whatever you have to them yeah. anyway? Right. To, to, like, to, like to would you appreciate like if I was super sick with something that was contagious to like shake your hand and give you a hug? Would you want to do that? Exactly. So then, then why are you doing that to other people? How many times have you... How many times have you been to work and someone is, you know, coughing, sneezing, got a runny nose, or maybe the same thing? Oh, that happened you? on Tuesday. That happened on Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> that must have oh, been happened a, on Tuesday. That must have been a riot. Oh, we were we were in a small room of seven people, and this woman was coughing constantly and sneezing constantly. Yeah. And her only response to everyone was, I'm sorry, guys, I have to be in. I was like, you don't though, you don't, you don't have to be in. 
There's, there's nothing about our business and our line of work that requires you to do that. That is an incredibly selfish and currently a very dangerous thing to do because while everyone in this room might be young and healthy, we do know that the virus can be incredibly contagious and you can not display uh, symptoms while it's incubating. Exactly. And we can all be we can all be spreading this, and you don't know what other people we have in our lives that are immunocompromised. Yeah, like the I, level of selfishness right now is uh, it's unfathomable. I was talking about this with Lainey yesterday. Uh, we went out we went out to eat yesterday, and we were just saying how, again, like on the lines of along the lines of you know people exposing Gordon and whatnot. It's it feels like people. People like people will equate, you know, being sick or the capacity of being sick with being dirty and gross and whatnot. And they find it hard to believe that they can give somebody else something that they have. And so if you were to accuse somebody of having coronavirus or any sickness at all and say, I don't want to get sick, they're like, oh, no, 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 I'm not sick. It's X, Y, Z. Right. And lo and behold, it turns out they're actually sick. Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't really it doesn't really like phase them how many people they they actually came in contact and put at risk or actually did infect and so we think about we think about like there's this weird there's this weird thing where we just don't want to let other people know how we're really feeling because we don't want other people to think that we got them sick but we are more than happy to expose them to it and not remove ourselves because we don't think we could be that one and so it's a bit frustrating and that's why we feel like yeah, we just need to prevent this. We need to prevent that scenario altogether. So yeah, we're not we're not gonna go to these outings. We're not gonna, you know, go to this party because we have no idea who's there, and we already know that people like to to, to downplay stuff like this all the time. Like bef- way before coronavirus was a thing, before coronavirus is on our radar, we think about people with just a cold or the flu or whatever. People will always say, oh, it's nothing big. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's just allergies or whatever. And it turns out it actually was something. Mm-hmm. That's when you just got to take it into your own hands. Like, all right, right. you know what? Right. And, and that's what it is. It's taking responsibility for yourself and for your loved ones. And yeah. also make understanding that, you know, I, I, I equate it to the, to the freedom of speech argument. Where it's like, oh, I have the right, to, I have the freedom to say whatever I want, you, you, within limits, sure. But you also are free to hear other people's responses. And so, if you don't want to take this seriously, that's on you. You're not my responsibility in any way, shape, or form. But it's also my right to not allow you to come into my home, or not yep. want to spend any time with you for the foreseeable future, like actions have consequences you know one of my friends is really annoying right now because he keeps asking us what we should do and i'm like you're 30 years old you should know what to do for your own sake if you're about to create a family or or start a life with somebody are you really going to keep asking your friends what you should be doing like you can ask them for advice but you know, we are not your sole source of information for everything because that assumes that anytime you ask the chat a question that we're going to be there. That just frankly isn't rational. 
I think everyone knows how to Google. Everyone knows how to go to news websites and and follow it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be like anytime something happened, I'd be like, Reza, what do you think I should do about coronavirus? Reza, what do you think I should what do I should do about my retirement? Reza, where do you think I should buy a home? Reza, when do you think I should have kids? And it's like I I don't I don't know. Dude, like your life and my life are different. You want different things. Why why do you saddle me with this responsibility? It's just I, I think it's I think it's fascinating that we're all about to be thirty and we're acting like children yeah i've i've talked to a few people with varying degrees of of uh i guess concern over this some people are just like yeah not really worried about it at all it's all going to blow over um but that see the, the issue with that attitude is like yeah well i hope it blows over and while i think while i would i would like to think that it's not going to be a as bad as they say or it could be you know there's 50 million to 100 however many people getting it in the u.s alone um it's not gonna it's it it would reach those numbers if we don't do anything if we don't take it seriously so to say it's going to blow over and not think about what do i need to change or what do i need to do to make sure it doesn't reach that number is kind of foolish like you can't just leave it to other people to handle it and say i don't have to do anything about it to help prevent it from getting to that level to help prevent myself from getting it. So it's just been completely dominating all all conversations lately here for us. Um, all the news again, like I mentioned already. The I, I I like there's just so many there's so many degrees to this and people say, Oh, you know, you could do something we, like how how did how did this happen or why didn't we prepare or whatever it is. I don't know. It's just I don't know. I just at this point, yeah, just trying to focus on focus on me, my family, the people that I can people that I can help that, that we can control this and and hope that it doesn't impact us directly like that. I I suspect it will. <laughs> but just kind of taking it day by day, I guess. I I see this as those classic like the hurricane is coming and you're there's you've been told there's a federal emergency and a forced evacuation order and you decide not to evacuate right, because you right. think it's not going to be a big deal right and then the thirty foot waves come and you're on your rooftop asking for help and it's like we are the emergency services are here to help you but it's actually more important that they be used for other emergencies and now you're taking up valuable resources from other people that are honestly in more trouble than you are yeah and you had all this time to get the fuck out of yeah, dodge you had the capacity to leave and you chose to not right and so my level of empathy for you exists but exists at a much lower level because you are the idiot and i don't want to suffer fools you know what i mean yeah, it's like yeah. that's the hard that's the hard thing that you don't want to say out loud. But if you're an idiot, I'm gonna yell at you like you're an idiot. You had all the time in the world to get in front of this. You decided not to. And I'll just I mean like here's the thing, Reza. Like you're gonna do what's best for you, Elena and Gordon. That responsibility lies on your guys' shoulders. It, there's nothing that I can do. It's, 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 you, I'm not going to be like, you know, I have all this extra food for you. You just got to come to New York and get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. also like when you're buying food for Gordon, Elena, Elena's mom, you're not like, well, maybe I should buy a couple of extra things just in case Sandy and Carolyn run out of food. 
that's that's so out of the bounds of logical thinking that it's like, and and I'm not trying to say it's us versus them, but responsibility no, but you can only, yeah, you can only help so many people. And in this scenario, we don't really know what the like we have no we have no idea how long this is going to affect us. The thing I keep thinking about is is um, Italy, where they've basically shut the whole country down. Mm-hmm. You know, all commercial activities outside of like, grocery stores and pharmacies are closed. So imagine if that needs to be in place for a, a you know extended period of time, anything longer than like a month. How long is it going to be till those grocery stores no longer have food to 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 sell to people, or those pharmacies don't have any medicine to sell to people? So if that type of if that type of scenario were to happen to the, in the U.S., then yeah, it's a, I I don't know how you really tr- I don't know how you truly prepare for that, and so yeah, I'm certainly not going to be out there <laughs> buying food or supplies for other people. Um, you know, with the intention of being like, oh, let me take this excess so that I can give it away just in case. I'm, if any excess that I'm buying is kind of for myself. And mm-hmm. I'm not really like, we're not really doing that. I mean, obviously we're not, we're not even home to be doing that ourselves anyway. But there are certain things like toilet paper and the, and um, hand sanitizer, which as I'm sure everyone who's listening to this knows is I guess quite difficult to find these days. We, we, we've already bought, like we, we bought our, uh, we bought our toilet paper in bulk, but then when Lena's mom moved in with us, we also got a bunch more. So we haven't bought toilet paper in ages, but we still have a ton of it in our house. So we're like good on that front. Hand sanitizer. I have a. I had like a large bottle of it in the basement, <laughs> so like from like a year ago, that's still you know quite full. So we're good on that front too. So the big thing that I really wanted to focus on, like when we get home, is just making sure we have enough dry foods that that will last and that we can use for ourselves um obviously you know i I love my fresh foods (laughs) you know tomatoes onions and all that all that good stuff but uh if that's not available yeah i gotta just make sure we're stocked up a bit on pasta and rice and and flour and whatever else i was told because i actually haven't been to the grocery stores here like the the um like the larger grocery stores i've been to aldi and the uh the walmart equivalent asda here so i think it's actually literally owned by walmart they uh they're the shelves there are like empty or it's like half supply stuff and like you meant you said what it took you 45 minutes to check out at the grocery store the other day uh yesterday yeah um yaron posted a a video of him i think at walmart yesterday in chicago the line just to get in the store was absurd it looked like black right. friday people trying to go into the store Right. That's because you wait. You waited. You waited, and it's like the, the the longer you wait, the more people there will be, the fewer supplies there will there will be. the 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 rate The relationship between the supply and demand there is is direct. And yeah. like you said, what's the downside of having a few extra boxes of pasta laying around? Yeah, exactly. I, I think there's. I think there's none. Right. Yeah. There isn't any. Um, so I don't know. Um, and I don't get any pleasure from like this. I told you so bit, you know, like it's, it's the responsibility is yours and yours alone to, 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 to make this right. Yeah. I don't have, I don't yet have a significant, like, uh, I guess frustration with people yet, but that's also, I don't know, I guess partially be, Maybe that's not completely true. One of the, one of the issues that I have is the way is, is uh, 
again relating to the like the sanitation the sanitary aspect the the in the the impossibility that people seem to have with imagining that they are transmitting it to other people i was talking to a few people last night and it's like you know any of us in this room right now could have it i could have it you could have it gordon can have it we might not be showing symptoms yet but we're all transmitting it to other people so when they say like oh wash your hands do this and that it's serious but it's not even going to prevent like that's not going to prevent it from passing from person to person Additionally, like how many of you actually washed your hands when you came into the house today? Did you did you really think about like washing your hands before you tried to touch Gordon when you came into the house? And like, you know, you don't there's a weird thing where you don't want to tell somebody, "Oh, you're dirty. Wash up first, right?" But you kind of have to. <laughs> you you kind of have to when it comes to that. Now, in terms of people like stocking up and 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 getting a supply and and whatnot, I kind of I do understand a bit that it can be difficult. I think for some people, like while it's a lot, it was a lot on a lot of people's radars. I'm not sure how many people really thought about the difficulty with which it would it would be to find items at the store. People may have not really thought like, oh wait, there's a tipping point with this. Everyone's going to be trying to go to store, and it, it I think it hit a lot of people at the same time. It's like oh NBA shut down or Italy's Italy's shut down their whole country. That's like, you know, that's in Europe. That's not that's not in Asia on the other side of the world. That that's closer to me than than I thought. Or there are this many cases in the US. Like I need to get to the grocery store. And they got to the grocery store and it looked like it did this past weekend or, you know, over the last couple of days. It's uh I don't know. I I I don't feel that I don't feel a significant frustration with people on that on that front. I get it. Um I guess I just hope that I hope that people, I do hope that it helps people realize the severity of it. And I hope that they're getting to these stores early enough where it's not going to be a problem for them in the short run, at least, you know, where they're, they're like, oh, I don't have any food and I need to go to the the grocery store and there's nothing there. The, I'll tell you this, it's, it's not about the frustration of right and wrong. The frustration is being, uh, exposed to other people's poor decisions. Mm. and how that could easily affect you at a time where we understand how contagious this thing can be and knowing that you are in contact with immunocompromised people that hypothetically if i told you after we had met up, after we had gotten lunch together, after we'd been close proximity, like, oh, you know, I actually came into contact with somebody that was corona positive yesterday. Yeah. I, sh- I should have told you that before we started doing this. And you'd be like, what the, what the heck, man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, a little, a little right? Heck. Yeah. Because now it's, you, you have to imagine or start planning as if you're infected. And then, so can you just easily self-quarantine for 14 days without, with, with no ramifications? Like, the, the downstream effect of this can be really, really intense if other people are careless. I yeah. mean, I'm reading this, the story of Iran right now and how badly they're messing it up and how oh, secretive God. they've yeah. been. Yeah, I saw they're digging, they're digging mass graves. Did you see those satellite images, man? Yeah. I was watching the news last night. It was late. I was, I was just hanging out with Lena and her brother. And it's probably like midnight, 1230. 
and they're showing those these images like these satellite images like okay this is this location last week and here's this location today i was like what the heck like this is first of all it's creepy right like these satellite images with this level of like detail and they're able to determine with this level of accuracy that these are they're digging mass graves but you see that i don't know what the numbers of deaths that they've reported but it seems like they've been lying about it and that does not help us as a, as a as a world as a as a species when it comes to our to it doesn't help our data our statistics with determining how severe this is how do we need to prepare because when you have countries like china suppressing uh the information you know basically yanking you know these self-reporters out out from their apartments when they're trying to report like how bad it really is or or places like iran where they're not reporting the right numbers like how how do we prepare for this because like like you've mentioned like we've constantly been mentioning it's 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 not just in our on our doorstep it's it's in the house it's here so what are we going to do how can we prepare for this properly we've had weeks i guess or several days of trump saying oh it's not a big deal it's not it's not it's nothing and then all of a sudden yesterday saying it's it's a it's a national emergency so so what is it what is it and have we are we doing enough and if we're not doing enough how have these decisions over the last several days or weeks or whatever however long it's been gonna affect us in the long run it's yeah, I mean, with him, it's even tougher because for a long time he's been saying it's nothing, it's nothing's going to blow over. And then right. yesterday he also said, we've been doing everything we can since the very beginning. And it's like, I, we don't you have to get too... Hard, you find that yeah. difficult to believe, right? Let's not, let's not get too too deep into that. No. Um, I just don't yeah. know how many people are doing everything that they possibly can anywhere. That's I guess that's the frustration that, you know... the. The people in power, we oftentimes are going to default to these people to make these decisions for us. To like, I, that, That's one of the things I find kind of surprising. Well, this, Bill Simmons mentioned this. This is not like my original idea, but I've, I've certainly thought of you know similar thoughts. How is it that the NBA, the NHL, the MLS, how is it that these organizations were the ones who had to decide or were, were even in the position to decide that we we're going to cancel the, our, our games or suspend the games that are coming up? Why isn't it the governments that did it in the first place? Well, you have tens of thousands of people gathering together in one arena. Maybe it's not a good idea for them, for this many people to be getting together in one spot. You know, it'll make it that much easier for it to to, to transmit to 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 to, uh, to transmit from person to person. So, I just yeah, uh, yeah you're absolutely right. I I I, I think it's interesting that some of these organizations especially though because the NBA, like you said there are billions of dollars that are that are at play here you have you know the nba itself the amount of money that they're supposed to be pulling in from advertisers the tv deals that they have the ramifications that's going to have for upcoming seasons when it comes to their salary caps and they've made the decision themselves to say hey at the expense of all this money we're going to shut it down because it's we think this is in the public health's interest I'm just kind of surprised that a lot of the governments haven't been the ones to do that. Well, I think they, it's, uh, they didn't well, do it in, in England. It was also the leagues that shut it down here. So rugby was literally being played yesterday. I was surprised by that. I think it's, uh, I think it's honestly based on uh, who is in charge right now and just setting the tone 
I think, depending on who we would have had in charge, I think the tone would have been set pretty differently for the jump. But this is this is what we what happens when you have these really authoritarian leaders trying to tell you one thing, but I mean it's like the uh, oh, what's it called the coronavirus is like the uh, the White Walkers. They don't they don't this thing doesn't feel anything about any kind of way. Right. It's like we're over here, we're coming. Good luck. Like I, I told you, I was coming. You're the one decided not to do anything about it. I'm here. Let's party. And so, you know, just uh, it's not like I'm not going outside the apartment. I gotta go outside the apartment two times a day, minimum, yep. to walk the dog. But in doing so, I'm not like getting up in people's faces. I'm not touching my own face. I wash my hands before. You know, when I come back in, I wash my hands. Multiple times a day, I am not touching my face. There's like, oh, I'm doing all the things that I can do to flatten the curve. And that's yeah. everyone's responsibility. Right. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I um, I think Lena, going back to like kind of us in, being in England right now, I was, I was more out, I was more willing to stay to see kind of again how things get you know the the trump put a travel ban in to uh restrict most of the countries i think actually all of the eu from coming back uh, all to the US. Uh, all schengen countries yeah but i think it was i think i literally think it was all e- all of the eu countries too um and the uk and ireland were exempt from that and i realized or i looked it up i found out after the fact that even if you are in any of those countries, if you're an American citizen, you can come back. But I'm assuming there are not going to be any flights going there. So you would kind of be stranded anyway. You could just so, spend a lot more money than you originally anticipated. Yeah, I guess. Um, but for, for us, so the idea was, okay, we'll see how it goes. But there's not like any breaking point in, in my mind. Like I don't have a breaking point in my head of how long. Like how many cases there have to be before. Like, all right, pack your bags, let's go. We're leaving. So... Elena was like, "Well, maybe we should. We, maybe we need to just go as early as as um as like you know tomorrow or Monday." I was thinking more later in the in the week, but I think she might be right. I think we might have to start looking at flights on Monday or Tuesday to get back. That way, like I was saying at the beginning, we reduce the risk of people that we come in contact with during this commute that that have it. That way, we can get home happy and healthy and be ready just to. To sit this one out. Yep. All we can do is uh, keep an eye out on the situation, adjust accordingly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're we're in a forced, mandatory work from home situation. Yes. Starting Monday. Let me see how long. Same we here. Have. They um, so so. Uh, I, like I mentioned, I work at the hospital. They keep sending emails every day, updating the policy. They were doing these like town hall, like v- remote virtual meetings, where they were doing Q and A's, you know, answering questions and just giving the rundown, the updates and whatnot. Um, from kind of a public health point of view, but also from an an, uh, an employer's point of view. So a lot of people say, "Well, hey, what do I do? Do I come to work?" And uh, yeah, they were now all supposed to be working from home. Lane is going to be working from home. Yep. So. Um, it's gonna be a lot more babies in nine months. Tell you that much. <laughs> That's we'll a good point. That's a really good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. Um. We're working from home until the end of the month. 
to the end then, of the month. And then we'll reassess. To the end of March, right? Yeah. Yeah. We 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 I don't think we have a a timeline. I think it's just kind of till I mean, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna reassess, I guess, by the end of the month or, or so. But I don't think they gave us any hint at when it's gonna be for real. And if we use any of the other countries kind of as a model, it seems like it's gonna be for quite some time now, right? So like I was supposed to go to a conference in Berlin. Um, I was hoping to go to a conference in Berlin and present in uh, July. And based on like the number of cases in China who have been doing a lot to try to restrict this thing, it seems like that might not actually happen for me. You know, July is still a ways away, but I'm not sure that that's actually going to work out. Um, like shoot, I, my friend, my, uh, Mark, my best, my best friend from uh, high school is getting married in May. I'm wondering how this is going to affect his wedding. We were going to be doing a bachelor party, um, after I got home in a couple of weeks and we actually have to cancel that because we're not trying to like, you know, go out and stay at a hotel where there's lots of other people and whatnot. So yeah, we'll have to find out. You yeah. should also really start looking at his uh, the contract for all the yeah. stuff he spent money on. Yeah, yeah, that's actually really interesting. That because mine was affected by a hurricane, and um, we did have a, a hurricane clause in there that allowed us out. I was just looking. I was watching the news this morning, and on the ticker, they were saying something about one of the sports leagues. I think they have like insurance policies, but they don't actually mention anything. I guess about pandemics, and so I think the insurance company is going to try to deny their claim. Yeah, there's a lot of companies that are trying to do the right thing. There's an obvious, massive financial impact, and it's going to put us into yes. a recession. But uh, it's also like opportunities for people to to be pretty stingy about it. I had friends that were supposed yeah. to run the Paris Marathon in April. Paris Marathon gets postponed into the fall. Postponed or canceled? I forget. But. Norwegian. I know a lot of the English ones just got postponed. So. Yeah, Norwegian Airlines and Virgin Airlines are being really tough on my friends about giving them their money back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I literally just sat down to watch the uh, the Big Short. I've never seen it before. It's on it's on uh, UK Netflix. Uh, Uncut Gems actually is on is on here too. So I'm gonna definitely try to watch that before I leave. And yeah, there at some point there these companies aren't gonna have the capacity to to do the you know the customer the pro like what we think of as the the pr customer service like that right move because they can't afford it and i wonder how that's going to affect some of them i know that there's some there's, there are some smaller airlines that are already shut down like they they've gone bankrupt or they they've closed doors for business what is like flyby airlines is one of them yeah so it will be very interesting to see how this plays out and there are definitely going to be huge ramifications i think on the economical side mm -hmm. the economics I mean, side yeah my, my portfolio took a massive hit and so yeah yeah thankfully my i'm you know new to the game so the hit that i've been taking is is certainly smaller yeah but it's good to, to you, honestly it's good to feel this yeah 11 yeah. years we, we were it was time for something like this to happen not that i wished it to happen but it's also good to like, because I was talking about it with other people, young people that work, are like, this is the first time I've had money in the stock market. This is like really crazy. I go, you know what? This is a good thing for you to experience. It's a good learning experience, right? Just to just to realize what a, what a bear market, what a recession actually looks like and feels like, just so people understand that the stock market is an automatic way to print money. Yes. Yeah. 
I was literally talking to my brother about this, um, I guess a month ago. He was home and we were talking. We, I was supposed to hang out with him for like an hour and I ended up talking to him for like five or six hours. Um, one of the things that we talked about is he said he actually pulled like most of his money out of the stock market because he felt like it was, it a crash was imminent and it looks like he could have been right. I mean, yeah. I don't look, I don't think this was necessarily the catalyst that he thought would have, would have caused it. But good but for him. A- anything could be the catalyst, right? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. That's an amazing, that's a good move that he did. It's pretty good to be liquid right now to have money readily available. Yeah. And also just lock in your gains, you know? Yes, definitely. I think it's human nature to be like, oh, let's just let's just hold it on there for a little bit longer. It's like, don't you have rules for this? Don't you have self-imposed <laughs> rules that you have on this? It's like, yeah, but it's so sweet. And I'm telling you, man, when you when you log in, your dashboard's all red and all the the entire market has to get shut off with circuit breakers because it keeps breaking the rules of how fast it's dropping. It's like, this is, uh, this is real, man. This yeah, is very is. real. This is the economic, um, the good economy we were promised. Right. Anyways, let's, uh, let's get out of here. Be safe. Yep. We'll, we'll uh, check I'll in keep, in a week. Yeah. I'll keep you updated. Um, yeah, for there, sure. There, there's no shot that I'll be here any long. Uh, by next by the next episode, I'll be back home. So, All right, cool. Yeah, that means we'll that means we'll ride. I got friends yeah, picking yeah, up Xboxes for sure. Yeah, well, I told you you, you were right. Uh, you know, we'll talk about this offline. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna <laughs> end up here. All right. I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe. See you guys next week.